This is News Talk 980 CKNW. As I mentioned just before the break, there are some new numbers out this morning. They're all part of an Ipsos poll taking a look at federal politics, popularity, taxes, what have you. And joining us on the line is Daryl Brooker. He is the CEO at Ipsos. Daryl, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Well, thank you very much, and good morning, Joe. Good morning. Uh, take us through some of the, the major findings of this poll. First, we'll start with taxes and the tax plan, because certainly uh, several parts of the tax plan have been coming under fire from Canadians. What did your poll find as far as uh, Canadians and what they think about these proposals, uh, these tax reform ideas? Well, the question we asked them was whether or not they believed uh, what the government was saying about this, which was it was a step in making the tax system fairer, or do they really believe that this is basically a cash grab because the the government needs the money? Um, And 6 and 10 said to us that it was probably more of a cash grab than it was a a first step in terms of making the system more fair. So the problem with that, obviously, is the, the big message that the government's putting out there on this is not necessarily being received by Canadians. Uh, because so many Canadians were told during the campaign and after the campaign that it was all about the middle class and all about making life easier and making things more fair. Right. And and in this particular instance, the public just sort of scratches their head a little bit and says, you know, why, why would I see this as making the situation uh, more fair? But what it also means is that who's defining this issue right now is not necessarily the government, it's the opposition. And that includes the official opposition, but it also includes all the various uh, actors without in, in, within Canadian society who have been basically pointing out that it's something else. Uh, it also uh, took a look at, at previous spending or asked, or, or, or was it 58% of the respondents, so almost 60% designed, uh, these plans were designed to help cover the costs uh, of previous spending. Right. So uh, the uh, there is this narrative that's kind of developing around this whole issue, which is that, uh, you know, it's linked somehow to the deficits, it's linked to the, uh, the spending behavior of the government, and they're basically trying to cover off the costs of that, as opposed to really uh, being motivated primarily by a desire to make the tax system fairer. Uh, which is difficult to, difficult to debate when you look at the deficits, when you look how much spending has taken place. And I think Canadians Canadians aren't uh, aren't ignorant to that. They realize the money has to come from somewhere. Right, and that that's what's creating a, a bit of a loss of the narrative for the government. So it's been stolen away by the other the other folks who are describing it, just as you've described it, as opposed to what the government wants to say about it, which is really trying to make the system fairer. Uh, did it also look, or, or did you look at all at how the government has dealt with this? Because surely um, the results in your poll show this, but this can't come as a huge surprise to uh, the federal government. Uh, did it look at all on, on how they're dealing with this or responding to this and what that's doing? Well, we have looked at it in a number of respects, and there really isn't a lot that we can find that's positive on this issue. It really is one that's run away from the government, and it's it's basically defined how Canadians are reacting to them over the space of the last couple of months. So the faster the government can kind of move on to something else, the better it would be for them. Um, talk a little bit as well. The poll uh, was also taking a look at popularity and popularity of the leaders and how things are changing there. Okay, so we've seen uh, that uh, the approval level of the government has dropped from 59 in our last poll down to 52. So they've lost about seven points in terms of whether or not people approve of the government's performance. But just so everybody knows, 52 is a very, very good number. 
uh, it's 10 points higher than what Stephen Harper had going into the last election campaign. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's still really good. And as long as an incumbent government is usually, you know, in the low 40s, uh, it's got a pretty good chance of being reelected. So, you know, there's, there's, there's some cracks in the, uh, in the, in the, uh, I would say the, uh, various elements of the, the Liberals' coalition right now, but it's not like it's collapsed. And the reason you also see that in terms of uh, the, the voting uh, intentions, which are very, very close to what they were in the last, uh, last election campaign. So one of the things that really surprises me, Joe, is how, how little we've actually moved, in spite of all of the things that have happened over the space of the last two years, how little we've actually moved from the results of the last election campaign. It's still pretty much there. Uh, that is that is surprising because a lot has happened in that time frame. A lot has, but uh, you know, it's a combination of the government or of the of Canadians paying a lot of attention to other things. For example, the distractions to the south of the border, but it's also the the fact that the opposition parties really weren't present or haven't been present for the first two years of the election or two years of this of this uh, government's administration. The really surprising thing is that even within that context, you know, Justin Trudeau being able to contrast himself to Donald Trump, plus really not having much of an opposition, that he hasn't really been able to pull away. You would expect in this kind of circumstance that he would probably be higher, uh, particularly doing things like he was doing for uh, over the last little while by, you know, giving people tax breaks and all the rest of it, that something better would be happening, but, but it just hasn't. So we're, we're pretty much, uh, you know, kind of stuck in cement since where we were in October of 2015. Uh, we've seen a bump. Was it a three-point bump with the NDP uh, with the election of Jagmeet Singh? Right, and where we're seeing some of the biggest rises in the province of British Columbia. So if you look at Western Canada right now, um, it's really uh, a problematic for the Liberals. So in Manitoba and Saskatchewan, they trail the Conservatives. In Alberta, they really trail the Conservatives. And in uh, British Columbia, for the first time in a long time, we're actually seeing, seeing them trail the NDP by a couple of points. Now, the sample small si- uh, size is small in British Columbia, so it'd probably be more accurate from a statistical perspective to say that they're tied. But that's certainly not where they want to be, because in order to be able to win the next election campaign, they have to do well in B.C., because it looks like they're really going to suffer in Alberta, in Manitoba, and Saskatchewan. Hmm. Uh, and what about Tories, and where, where is their support level? They're at 30, but it's really distorted by the amount of support that they have in, um, in uh, Alberta right now, where they're in the 50s. Uh, and just shows you how bad things are going for both Justin Trudeau there and for Rachel Notley. Uh, but uh, apart from that, they're, they're, they're not leading in the, the places that they really need to lead in order to, to be able to be competitive in an election. For example, in, in British Columbia, they're in third place. Uh, in uh, in Ontario, they're trailing the Liberals by a fair amount, and they're really nowhere in the province of Quebec or Atlantic Canada. So they've still got a lot of work to do here uh, as well. But, you know, looking at the overall picture, uh, as I said before, it looks fairly similar to what it looked like in the last election campaign. And you really can't see, apart from some cracks forming in the veneer of the, of the Liberal government, uh, you know, a real serious uh, threat at the moment. But it's still early. I mean, we're only, we're only midway through the term. Oh, that is true. Um, just before I let you go, what about uh, with Bill Morneau and uh, all of the controversy uh, that we've been seeing with uh, his company, with the tax proposals and such? Uh, has that uh, made a difference as far as support or what people think of him? Well, I think it's probably had some impact on satisfaction, government satisfaction. So they're down seven points. I would expect that that's part of it. Um, and, but the, the real problem is that the longer the government spends time trying to explain this or talk about it or, 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 or justify it, 
the more time they spend on that, the less time they spend on talking about things that they really need to talk about, which are, as they uh, you know, want to repeat over and over again, about the middle class and those who want to join the middle class. So if they're spending time talking about all of these things that really um, they don't want to be talking about, particularly since it makes the liberals look like they're out of touch and more elite than they want to appear to Canadians, the harder it is for them to move much further up in the polls than they are right now. So uh, as, as fast as they can, they want to change the channel and, and turn up the volume on something else. Last week, they tried to do it on their announcements about uh, about the state of the economy with the good news that came out about that. Um, the question is whether or not that's going to be enough or we're going to get back in the next couple of weeks, again, focused on Bill Morneau. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a real, real struggle. That is true. Uh, Daryl, we're out of time, but I appreciate uh, you coming on with these new numbers uh, and explaining them uh, a little bit better uh, this morning. Thank you so much for your time. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.